Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. We are back. back. Feels like we never even left. It's PFT Live. It's a Monday morning. It's Combine Week. It's February 27 or February for that pronunciation. He's Chris Sims. I'm Mike Florio. No alternative pronunciations for our names. Hello to the audience on Peacock. Folks listening on Sirius XM 85. Folks watching on Sky Sports NFL. Tape delayed basis. Podcast always tape delayed. No delays here. We're right to it. I actually showed up about three minutes earlier than usual today. Just in case, Proud you, of you know, when the pipeline is shut down for about 10 days, you never quite know what gremlins will have made their way inside the lines. So all is well, all is fine, all are back. Here we go. It's It really is like we never left. Break? What break? Yeah, well, what break is right. I know you get back, you're going, okay, all right, let's get back in the swing of things. Damn, we're getting right back in the swing of things. Doing a show, I got a podcast later, let's get on the plane, go to the combine and... That's where the NFL is, you know, king of the, the sports world. No, I'm, I don't care. I'm, I'm just saying it's where the king know, of the world. You know, it's, it is amazing. I haven't been able to mess with you in 11 days, no, it, 10 it, days, it, wait, we'll, 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 Yeah, it, I missed you, and we'll, we'll get into it. But it is it's, – it's one thing even like, you know, just on vacation, talking to fans. Oh, it's, you know, hey, it must be a slow time for you. Hey, you know, a little bit. The draft, free agency, the NFL, they've mastered the calendar. And now you got to dive into that aspect of the, the league year, which is, which is always exciting. I kind of feel like this is the official kickoff of the new league year. That's always how I know that the people that I encounter, and I wrote something about this last week because someone who saw me at the airport in Phoenix two weeks ago today actually had a copy of my book with him and was reluctant to ask me to sign it because this person had had a bad experience with another member of the NFL media in Phoenix and didn't want to go 0 for 2 because 
when this person asked someone else who shall remain nameless for uh, a photograph. Boo. He got snubbed. Boo. He got snubbed. Must have been so, somebody big time. So so let me just say, let me just say, yeah, because for me, I mean, it, like it never happened, so it's not yet a pain in the ass. If it was happening all the time, I'd be like, oh, please get out of here. But, I, but you know what? <laughs> here, here's the thing. To anyone out there who's in this business, if you're listening, if you're watching, first of all, what are you doing? You got your own shows to worry about. But second of all, the amount of time that it takes to be a dick is the same amount of time it takes to just do the damn photo. Just do the damn photo. You still have to interact with the person. You still have to say no. I assume you have a conscience and or a soul and you feel bad about it at some level. Hopefully you haven't become so hardened that you don't feel bad for. And, and, and the other thing, too, my son and I were talking about this last week. Those people go back out into the world. And what are they going to say for the rest of their lives? Yeah, exactly. They're going to say that, that so-and-so was an ass. Right. Yes. Right. He's a jerk. He's an ass. He wouldn't take 10 seconds to take a photo with me. Instead, he took 15 seconds to ask me, do you see any peas on my plate? Which is, frankly, one of the stories passed along in the opening chapter of Playmakers. So, I, anyway, I say all that because some of the folks who will come up to me, and they always start with, I love your work. And, and I, I'm always tempted to say, please give me a specific example of some of my work you love. But then when I get the, well, you have nothing to do now. That's when I know they have no idea what we do. Yeah, right. They have no idea. They right. think that they think that when when the last episode of Football Night in America wraps, we just like do nothing. Yeah, right. For seven months. Yeah. Like we got nothing to do. No. Hell, I'm busier in March and April than I am during football season. I mean, football season is a different kind of grind because you throw in travel and there's the the Sunday stress. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever way you arrange your days, the week in and week out grind is more intense during March when all this stuff's going on with free agency and trades and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, it really does. We're on the same. I've told plenty of people this over the years. We're on the same schedule as the teams, as the coaches and the GMs. It doesn't start to slow down for us until the off-season programs yeah, wrap in June. But for the fact that we now that we now do take a one-week hiatus the week after the week after the Super Bowl, though one of us did four podcasts last week while the other one was sipping pina coladas and smoking marijuana in the Caribbean. You're damn right. That's damn right what I was doing. I mean, jet, damn. What a, what, a, what a, I mean, how depressing is that? Doing four podcasts on your week off. Jeez. It's I mean, fun. Live the life. Fun. Go do something. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, I had a good time. So uh, I did. I was in Anguilla. Uh, I was on Great Beach and crystal clear water and, of course, running around with my kids, which was, you know, funny. And, you know, it's one of those. They're at the age. I got a 12-year-old boy, of course, with my 16-year-old daughter. The 12-year-old boy, it's it's always action. So, you know, you're never resting. It's on the – I'm sitting there on the chair. Hey, Dad, let's go do this. Hey, Dad, let's go swim there. Hey, Dad, let's go rent this. Hey, Dad, let's have another catch. You know, the seventh catch of the day. And, hey, now I want to dive in the ocean. Throw me diving passes. You dive. So that was my life for the weekend. But I'll tell you the the week. The other thing, Mike, it's hilarious to me that I'm getting a kick out of in my life. And I think you'll appreciate this, you being the Italian stallion that you are, is that my kids, right? Here I am, Johnny white guy, cracker guy over here, okay, right? And I get red and sunburned and everything. 
and I look over at my Italian, Italian stallion kids, right? My wife, 100% Sicilian. They're golden tan. I'm stressing, putting 50 on every 20, 30 minutes. They're just sitting there in the sun, you know, getting a great golden tan. So I get a big uh, a chuckle out of that. That I, I look at them and I go, I'm so proud. Look at my kids. They're tan and they can handle the sun unlike me. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> we, we- we got a little of that that olive hue in there as well. Oh, I know, I know, I know from growing up when we used to run around all day. Hey, kids, you know, fifty years ago, you actually went outside and stayed outside. Right. It wasn't just a respite from being inside. You were locked out of your house in some cases until it was time to go catch a peanut butter sandwich that was thrown out the window, and then go back when they started yelling your name because it was time to go home for dinner. You were out and you ran around. We didn't put on sunscreen, and I remember like deep into the school year weeks into the school year my arms were still like dark brown from <laughs> all the ultraviolet radiation that we soaked in with no protection whatsoever nah. so uh and, and and fortunately fortunately i mean you know i get checked every six months just in case because you know you never know where you're gonna have a spot that ends up being something more than just a spot but yeah uh i i can relate i can relate because uh, I'd, I'd have the same thing happen every summer when i was a kid um and and as it relates to your son you know i I don't want to depress you but if he's 12 it isn't gonna be long before he doesn't want to do that stuff with i know i know soak it all in i know trust me soak it all in because it changes soon i i am i'm listen i'm i am that dad i appreciate every moment of it i'm the dad that gets like teary-eyed easily i'm like oh gosh the vacation's coming to an end. The smoke. You know? Well, I'm just like, oh, the vacation's coming to the end. It's another vacation of the kids, you know, growing up, gone. So it is sad. I, I do try to appreciate it, and I, I laugh at myself because I find myself telling other parents now, here I am of all of 42 years old, I'm, you know, telling other parents, enjoy them when they're young, when I see them with a the, with the young kid. I just can't believe I'm that guy. <laughs> I remember being told that, and I remember deliberately – trying to be around as much as possible and trying to make it slow down. And it still, it still flies by, but you have no regrets if you do it the right way and are involved in your kids' lives and maybe too involved sometimes, but that's okay. I'm not yeah. saying you, I'm saying me. But, yeah, yeah, you know, I hear that's, you. It's better right. to be too involved than not involved. Right. Um, and the only reason I didn't go anywhere, frankly, and I can say this because she's probably not watching, my wife didn't want to go because she had just been to Phoenix for eight days for the Super Bowl. See, last year when she didn't go to L.A., she was up for going away for a couple of days after being gone for a whole week. She yeah. felt like I did I really don't feel like going anywhere. Yeah, I hear and, that. I and, know. You know, we got stuff going on here. It's hard to just pick up and go again. Above all else, we hated leaving our dog again. We didn't want to leave our it's dog hard. again after I being gone for eight days. Sure. Sure. That's always a sad moment too. I had, we had to bring the, you know, the, the dog to the kennel. And when they see you come back, it's, it's the greatest moment of their lives. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I hear you. It's a lot of, but, a lot of hoops. Well, to well I got a question. Important question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an important question because you have two dogs. Right. And Noah's Ark is otherwise like filling up yeah. with multiple other species. Who takes care of the horses? Who takes care of the chickens? Who takes care of the, the, the African screaming goose who takes care of all these other animals we, when you're gone. Yeah, we we do we do have a a, a gentleman who kind of works in the area who helps us out when we're not there. So he'll come in and feed the horses in the morning, do that. 
right? Kind of look over the property just a little bit. Oscar's his name. Oscar's our guy. He takes care of the uh, Sims household when we're not there. I will say, sadly, we did lose a chicken. We lo- that's that's the bad thing about having free-range chickens, and now the the dog's boarded up, right? Because the dog... The German Shepherd, he runs around the property for a good amount of the day, and that's what keeps the critters away. And uh, one of them got got by a fox. So we're, we're one shy in the chicken department when we got back. Do you know it was a fox? Is there some telltale sign when the fox gets a chicken, or you're just assuming it was I'm, a fox? I'm assuming because we found a trail of feathers. Uh, it could be. We do have bobcats by us, but these were pretty good-sized chickens. I don't think it's a bobcat. I, I, it, you know, we've seen the fox do it before, and you know, they grab a hold, they shake some feathers, and there's usually a trail of feathers, and that's what we saw. So we're assuming it's that. Would you trade not going on vacation if you still had the chicken? Ah, damn! I don't know. It was one of my favorite chickens. I will say, I was like legit <laughs> sad. I know I'm a, such a dork like I'm that. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. It's all right. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be poking fun. I know how I feel about my dog. No, well, they're I, not I your dog. I can't imagine an emotional attachment to a chicken. No, you're right. It's but not an emotional. Maybe it happens. Well, you see them, and they do have personality. And you know, there's some that are a little cuter or better or more personal personality than the others and this was one of the ones that was really nice and yeah that's where it does stink but but hey that's what happens when you got a a farm working there's an important existential question that george costanza wants posed to i believe kramer do you think chickens have individual personalities because if they do i don't think we should be eating them i hear you so uh something to ponder Uh as you uh, possibly eat chicken nuggets for breakfast in some <laughs> circles. Right. That's not an unpopular thing. All right. Uh, I think we've exhausted Let's everything. Let's do it. It was a good talk. Good catch up. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me just say this, though. Let me say this. Yeah. Programming note. Programming note. After we shut down today, now you're doing your podcast before you fly from New York to Indianapolis. I am going by car because it will take less time for me to get to Indianapolis than it will be to go to Pittsburgh and then fly to Chicago and then back to Indianapolis or Detroit and down to Indianapolis and wait for connecting flights. So I'm on my way around noon tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah. When you tune and I know it's unavoidable. I'll still get the emails tomorrow morning and Wednesday morning. Where are you? You already had a week off. What are you doing? We're not going to be live tomorrow. Damn, I didn't even know that. We're not going to be live Wednesday, 7 to 9. We will be live, and and the folks in the U.K. and Ireland will be very happy about this. We'll be live there, too, because it's 12 to 3 Eastern, three hours each day. Did you know that? I, I did know that. I did. I think I actually knew the show wasn't at 7 a.m. I just had forgotten over the break. But now you're saying these things. I'm going, oh, yeah, I, I do remember that this was part of the conversation. So, all right, it'll be good. This is the way we're doing the show. I think the fans will like this better. We'll be more involved in the action instead of being the only people there at 7 to 9 and then you know doing the interviews later on a, on a tape delay or whatever. But I, I like this, and I think this will benefit the viewers for some more live action and fun and interaction with all the people that are there. This actually does work out better for us because we would otherwise do a live show for two hours right. and then hang around for five more interviewing whoever, whenever, yes. however, right. and then that gets built into the show the next day. But we still have to be there for the two hours because you have to say, welcome in, and here's the show, and here's this guy, and here's that guy, here's this coach, whatever. At least, like, we'll probably pre-tape some stuff in the morning, especially yeah. on Wednesday when they're bringing through some of the defensive players. Right. But 
but we'll have guests live, and I mean it'll be live, live on Peacock, on Sirius, on on Sky uh, for three hours Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we come home and we, you know, we're we're back at it seven a.m. Thursday. I hadn't thought that part. Yeah, of it. that's like that'll maybe be... they could take two hours from Wednesday and re-air it on Thursday, but that's okay. Yeah, you're you're right. That'll I'm be happy a, to a do quick it. turnaround. That's what we got to do. We'll do it. We'll be okay. We'll make it. All right. All right. So good. Now that everybody yes. knows, we had, let's we go. We had our week off. We can't complain. No, we that's can't. it. All right. Uh, and we, we, this is one of those days where a lot of the stuff we want to talk about is really stuff that happened last week because there isn't a ton of news right now, but it's going to pick up. Yeah. And Shefty reporting, and this right. isn't really a surprise. I mean, the Bears are leaning toward trading the number one overall pick. And my reaction to that is, well, that tells me the Bears haven't lost their damn minds because I keep seeing this idea that they should trade Justin Fields and take quarterback Bryce Young with the first overall pick in the draft. And it ignores the reality. And all we have to do is start, just look back to 2018. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. It's still a crapshoot, folks. So you're trading in a guy who, number one, is the most dangerous running option at the quarterback position right now in the NFL in Justin Fields. Uh And And so you've got a lottery ticket that you scratched off and it's looking pretty damn good. Right, you maybe haven't won the jackpot, but you're at least close to a hundred thousand, and maybe the jackpot's still lurking under the last little square to scratch. And you're going to trade that back for a brand new lottery ticket that you don't know what it's going to be. Oh well, you know the evaluators say this and the evaluators say that. Well, where are the evaluators when the guys end up not being very good? They keep their mouths shut and their heads low, lest they be exposed for getting it wrong. So you have a guy that is checking the boxes. You keep that guy, and fortunately, the Bears realize that and I never really doubted it but I, and I don't know whether people just are looking to create content or be contrarian or come up with a hot take but this idea that the Bears should trade Justin Fields and draft another quarterback is freaking ludicrous to me oh, Chris it's ludicrous I saw Justin Fields at the Super Bowl and I said listen I, I mean look I used to be the Justin Fields hater now I'm the the Justin you know I'm the guy that's sticking up for Justin Fields everywhere good saying the things you're saying what you have a guy that has an elite trait that, you know, they they don't go around or, or grow on trees. You don't give that away. Mike, you said it. I mean, he's the number one running quarterback in football. I, I mean, Mike, I don't know. I, 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 he might be top five, definitely top ten in football with the ball in his hands, period. I don't care receiver, running back, whatever. He's in that conversation. I mean, I see a lot of receivers in positions like this. They don't outrun the whole Miami Dolphins defense for a 70-yard touchdown. He's special. He's built like a Greek god. And they've finally laid down the groundwork for something to where you go, ooh, I see the potential for the team and what they're doing with him. The, The way they're running the ball, their offensive line is pretty damn good and can move people in the run game. They have some running backs. They got Mooney. They traded uh, for Chase Claypool. I mean, to me, it seems like you're half, more than halfway there with your formula to make the Justin Fields offense work, and you're right. Bryce Young, I like him, right? He's, he's awesome at playing the position, a natural. He's really small. To me, he does not have an elite trait that jumps out to him right now, and I'm, I haven't studied these guys yet. But I don't look and go, oh, he's so fast, or oh, his arm is so great. And for me, to your point, the crapshoot, those things I'm mentioning, what Fields has, you, you just, I, I would never give that away. And uh, hopefully, they're they're coming to their senses there, or never lost their senses. And even though the SEC conference is the 
cream of the crop as far as the college game goes. Sure. There's still a fundamental difference between that and the NFL. Definitely. And it's still an adjustment, and there's no guarantee. Every uh, A smart GM told me this years ago. Every player coming out into the draft or undrafted has a ceiling somewhere between whatever they have accomplished in football and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and no one knows where that ceiling is. The challenge is to best estimate where that ceiling is. But you're tested the moment you show up, and it really reaches a fever pitch when it's time to go out and play in a regular season game, and everything is faster, and everyone is bigger, and they're stronger, and are you going to bust through that ceiling or not? Where is your ceiling? There's only one way to find out, and we're finding that Justin Fields' ceiling is pretty damn high. Now, there's one caveat to this, Chris. Yeah. And I only say this because Fields was on Pardon My Take during Super Bowl week, and he made a comment about, Wishing the Bears will build a dome because he'd prefer to run indoors. And if that's the little seed that begins to grow, if he realizes, even if they build this new stadium that they're talking about and they've purchased the land and people still think it's a leverage play to get more public money to upgrade or rebuild or replace Soldier Field. But I hope so. If he starts... If he starts thinking this through and realizes, you know what, probably during the best years of my career, we're not going to have a dome stadium, and maybe I should want to go to a team that has a dome stadium. I mean, if that would start to happen and the Bears would get the sense he's really not all in, that changes the analysis. But there's no reason to believe that beyond that one comment that could spread, that could grow, that could get stoked by others that say, oh, you know, you should want to play here, you should want to play there. But as long as he's all in... With the Bears, the Bears need to be all in with him. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would hope so. You know, I, I would hope so. I think we laid it out the right way, and yeah, I mean the the dome thing. That's curious. I hope that's not a deal breaker for him. I hope. I mean, the Bears and and their stadium, and when they're good in those conditions, they are an advantage. You know, there's there's no question. Having played there and dealing with it, and oh wow, well, which way does the wind blow in the stadium this time of the day? All those little elements are. You know, play in the favor of of the Chicago Bears. I understand them. You know, quarterbacks not loving it, but hey, I mean, you know, Mahomes isn't playing down there in in Florida, right? Josh Allen ain't playing in Florida. Justin Fields has got enough skills to make it work and and throw the ball through that wind in Chicago. It might not always be pretty and easy, but yeah, I, I hear you. It's an interesting element, nonetheless, Mike, and interesting that he brought that up. But but when you do play it out. Yeah, because they're one year away right. from Justin Fields being eligible for his second contract, and the worst case scenario for the Bears would be to pass on Bryce Young to keep Justin Fields, and then find out at some point over the course of the next year Fields doesn't want to be there. It wouldn't be the first time that a quarterback decided he doesn't want to be where he is anymore. Deshaun Watson did it. And there may be others out there, including the one we're about to talk about, who's deciding he wants to move on. When you had a chance to get somebody who maybe would want to be there, and the guy that you thought wanted to be there decides he doesn't, then you got a problem. And frankly, if we're looking at the overall leverage that the team and the player has, the moment they don't draft a quarterback with the first overall pick, that gives more leverage to Fields next year when it's time for him to start getting that quarterback contract but before we get to the fields contract there are other players that need to provide the data points as to where the market's going to go and the name that has been discussed the most and will continue to be discussed is Lamar Jackson yeah this situation will be has been and until he signs a contract will continue to be the biggest story in the NFL we are eight days away from a monumental decision that the Ravens have to make 
they're going to tag him if they don't sign him. And I'd be stunned if they sign him between now and next Tuesday. There's been no indication of progress, no indication that that anyone's position has changed dramatically, but we'll get to that in a second as well. It's going to be the exclusive franchise tag or the non-exclusive franchise tag next Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, when that window closes. And they could do it before then. They'll probably run it right up to next Monday. Maybe they just get exasperated this week and say, let's just be done with this so there's no further guesswork or or confusion by anyone as to where this stands. But it's going to be non-exclusive, which would allow him to talk to and sign with another team, or exclusive, which basically makes him the sole contractual property of the Ravens, but they could still trade him if they wanted to. It's going to be one of those two, Chris, by next Tuesday, and that's the decision the Ravens are going to have to make. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, I, I mean, of course, would expect one of those two. I'm with you. I don't expect a long-term contract. I, by far, is lining up to be the number one story of the offseason. I mean, you know, just put it on your schedule, viewers. I mean, once a week, we're going to be talking about Lamar Jackson, if not more. I mean, it's, it's crazy where we're at with this conversation. It is. It just it, it it's a team that wants him. He wants the team, but there's some, you know, dysfunction as far as the money's concerned and what's going on there. And you know, I think between that, uh, the, the the story of you know, it doesn't sound like he was involved in the the hiring of Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator of the Ravens, right, Mike? I mean, all those things yeah, line up to they, they they say like. I don't know. Baltimore, I don't think, knows what the hell is going to happen. That That's what it – so, to me, it's just – it's crazy in the fact that you can't talk to anybody right now that has a lean or really knows what's going to go on with this Lamar Jackson situation. And, and, look, I know people get mad at me for being blunt about this, but I continue to believe that this is an example of players who think they're going to save 1% or 2% on their contract and they put themselves in a position where they don't get good advice on what they should do. And it's not just – and I've said this before, but it's important to point this out because I truly believe that players who choose to represent themselves, some of them, not all of them, but some of them are being penny wise and pound foolish because that agent doesn't just send emails to the general manager back and forth and then get some sort of a windfall. Because what did you really do here to earn your 1% or 2% of every dollar I'm going to make? You just sent a few emails. It's more than that. It's helping the player understand what his value is and how to get it. Coming up with a strategy, coming up with a plan. Look at what Deshaun Watson did a year ago with the help of an agent. At a time when there were 20-plus lawsuits hanging over his head, he finagled a trade, and he got a fully guaranteed contract. And it only happened because four teams were at the table, and the Browns got shrugged to the side just at the right time after they pissed off Baker Mayfield, and they got desperate, and they swooped in. Those are all things that happen when you have an agent running the show. When it's just the player and a family member running the show, it's harder to replicate. It's impossible to replicate. They can't compete with what the best firms do, the experienced firms. I'm not saying just go out and hire any old agent. Hire one of the best quarterback agents out there, and it doesn't take many phone calls to figure out who they are. And you, he'd have had a contract by now, and it's a contract he'd be happy with, and this wouldn't be an issue. Oh, and by the way, he'd possibly have other contracts he'd be happy well, with. Well, that's like the a other contract thing, he'd be happy yeah, with. Right. I know. I, I know, Mike. That, I mean, that, that never gets discussed either. No, well, the shoe I mean. The contract that wasn't yeah. because he doesn't have a marketing firm. Right. Well, no, you know, Mike, you, you've heard me a little through our text. I mean, that, that is one of the rumors that's out there is, 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 is that there's been some blown marketing deals, too. You know, with a big time 
shoe brand. You know, so there's there's being money left on the board across the table right now by all due accounts. And, you know, there's a lot of things here that are, you know, issues, not only for the Ravens, I mean, more for the Ravens, you know, but but yet, you know, like what we're talking about, we care about Lamar and want to see him maximize what he can do here. And that's where I just, I don't know where this is going to go. I think all options are on the table right now for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. If you told me he gets... You know, the franchise tag, okay, I expect that. Franchise trade, I'm, yo, I'm not shocked. You know, franchise long-term deal, okay, I'm not shocked. Uh, I think the only thing that would shock me right now is a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson, right? Just how agents want to throw away, hey, here's the Patrick Mahomes contract. You know, this isn't a standard. This is kind of a one-off type of thing. It's the same thing with Deshaun Watson here. And it's confused the market. It's confused Lamar Jackson. And, you know, I, I'm with you, and I think that uh, I would certainly advise him to take some of the money that I've heard that has been offered out there, and you, you take that and you run with it because it's life-changing. What's happened dating back to September of 2022, because the union is assisting Lamar Jackson in these negotiations I'm since he's not represented. Not thrilled by that either. The, well, well. Well, because, look, the union's agenda here is, and I don't think this is going to upset anyone more than I'd other, otherwise upset anyone by saying it, the union wants these quarterback contracts to be fully guaranteed, so you have to push the player each one that you're assisting to get a fully guaranteed contract. And then when a player doesn't do a fully guaranteed contract with the help of an agent, you can cross your arms and be mad at the agent for not doing a fully guaranteed contract. It's not as easy as it sounds. And if you get a fully guaranteed contract, maybe you're giving up other things that you would want in lieu of getting the, the fully guaranteed contract. So that, and that became an issue on Friday. This one really surprised me. And, and here's the dichotomy. Lamar Jackson or someone close to him from time to time is leaking information or the union is leaking information. And some of the information is incomplete and some of it is flat out incorrect. The Ravens otherwise are saying nothing out of respect for Lamar Jackson. They don't want to inflame a delicate situation. Yeah. They want to be able to say to Lamar, we haven't said anything to anyone. And the Ravens have stuck to that. There have been no leaks. Look, a full proposal was made last August and we don't know what it was. We just know what has been chosen to be leaked. And we've heard it now three different times from three different ESPN personalities, 133 million fully guaranteed. That's what he was offered without other key information. And it's meaningless without knowing other facts. Most importantly, how much injury guarantee would have become fully guaranteed after the first season when they weren't going to cut him after one season and 133 million guaranteed. How much of that vests from Injury to full guarantee after one year, because that is a significant factor as well. The rolling guarantee after the first year. That's never been mentioned by the people leaking to ESPN. It started with Chris Mortensen, continued with Ryan Clark, and most recently Stephen A. Smith. That $133 million number. It's incomplete, and it's disingenuous to push that without asking the next question. Hey, Lamar, or whoever is leaking on behalf of Lamar, how much injury guarantee would have become fully guaranteed after one year because, as a practical matter, that money's guaranteed too. And, and somebody's trying to make the Ravens look bad and Lamar look good for saying no thanks to the offer that was on the table last August, Chris. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like that. It definitely sounds like there's a little bit of that going on because, I mean, you're right. That, that to me, is one of the key components, right? I mean, I think if you break down or simplify it for other people, right, what was, what was Russell Wilson's total guarantee, Mike, right? It wasn't 
130-33, right? It was below that, but I think after the year one invested injuries, then it became more of a, you know, a bigger number than that. And that is an important factor. And I would have a hard time thinking that the NFLPA, the Ravens, or anybody, you know, wouldn't have taken that into account and go, wait, we're not trying to screw you over here after one year and injury or anything like that. So I would think that by all due accounts, that number is probably bigger than that. You know, but again, that that's where it, it seems odd, and I think again, I think that's where it goes into. Hey, it would be great to have an agent to lean on here with this one, but I do think at the end of the day, it just seems like the number one issue here, and they can say with all they want, it just seems to be that Deshaun Watson contract. That seems to be the thing that is holding this up, and you know that's uh, unfortunate because I just don't think that's going to get thrown out there to to really anybody right now at the quarterback position other than maybe if Patrick Mahomes wanted to renegotiate, right? I don't know. I don't think Joe Burrow's going to get that either right now. And I don't love that the NFLPA is kind of fighting for this and making Lamar Jackson the martyr of all this to where he could be the one that gets screwed over by being kind of the, you know, the guy or the poster child here to make it work. So I'm not that's where I wasn't thrilled about the NFLPA's involvement in this conversation, Mike. And and here's the reality. You get the fully guaranteed contract or something like it if you have maximum leverage. When you are two years away from unrestricted free agency as Lamar Jackson is because he would have to be tagged for one year, tagged for a second year, and then the third year the Ravens would have to choose not to give him a 44% increase on his tender for the second year, which is a 20% bump over this year, which is why non-exclusive versus exclusive is a huge difference because it's $32 million for non-exclusive for one year, $45 million if they go exclusive. But the Kirk Cousins route was tagged once, tagged twice, walk away, And he got a three-year fully guaranteed contract, and he keeps getting fully guaranteed extensions. Now, they're not five years, but he was able to utilize the fact that he he was the rare thing in 2018. A a quarterback who's on the pass side of the pass-fail line who's available for anyone to sign without having to give up draft picks. That, That used to never happen. Now it's happening with some degree of regularity. It used to never happen, and Cousins maximized his leverage. Watson maximized his leverage by virtue of the fact that the Browns got desperate. The Browns had Baker Mayfield. The Browns flirted with Deshaun Watson just enough to alienate Baker Mayfield, and they got thrown out of the competition, and they wanted to force their way back in. They wanted to trump the, who was it, the Saints, the Falcons, and one other team that was in it for Deshaun Watson, the Panthers, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And the Browns showed up with that five-year fully guaranteed deal. That's how he got And see, a good agent would explain to Lamar the difference. If you want to get the Deshaun Watson deal, you got to do the Deshaun Watson thing, starting with saying, hey, Ravens, I want out. I'm never playing for you again. That was the big move that Watson made that laid the foundation for all of this and allowed him to get that deal, despite the fact that he was caught up in one of the uglier off-field controversies we've seen the ugliest. over the past 20 years, I maybe mean, ever in the yeah, NFL. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, yes. Well, not the uh, Aaron well, Hernandez case. You're maybe. right. Okay, you're ugly, right. There's but, some other ones. Still, it's up there. This was unique, and it was disturbing, and it was troubling, and he still got a fully guaranteed contract despite that. So well, that's why a good you know. agent could explain that to Lamar. I, I almost feel like, like I, I remember when I was a kid. I've I, I've had this story become relevant for completely different reasons lately. But when I was a kid, and I spotted on the stove the little metal cap over the pilot light, 
and I start reaching my finger toward it like E.T., yeah, you know? Right. Like, I'm going to touch that thing. And my mom's telling me, you're, you're going to burn your finger. Son, you're going to burn your finger. And that's, I wasn't going to listen to anybody. And I burned my damn finger. And then I learned. And it's a shame that, that whoever is close to Lamar who's in a position to tell him he's going to burn his finger uh, is not getting through to him. And and it's un, it's really unfortunate. And that's it drives me crazy, but I'm not going to shut up about it. People think that we're anti-Lamar. We're pro-Lamar. If we were anti-Lamar, we'd stand back and cross our arms while he dances on the edge of the cliff, Chris. I don't know how anybody could think that. I mean, we, we constantly talk and talk in a way that we go, we wish Lamar would do this because we've been involved in the business for a long time. And we wish he would do this because we think those there's a lot more benefits than what he's doing right now. And we're rooting for him to pull this off right now, but we're reading between the tea leaves and evaluating things from 10,000 feet above, and it don't look very good right now. So that's the problem. And, you know, Mike, I just want to follow up on something I brought up before, too, just to explain this to the people out there listening to the show. Like, his money, total or guaranteed at signing, what they offered, the $133 million, is, other than Deshaun Watson, the, the greatest offer in the history of football. I mean, the greatest. Now, yes, we need to see the rest of that. Kyler Murray, $103 million at signing. Practical guarantee of $189 million. And what that means is what, Mike? I mean, that yeah, they're not going to cut him after year two when he's made right. all that money, so he's going to get the rest of this year because it would be a salary cap hit of uh, you know $80 million if they let him go. So that's the practical. Russell Wilson has been to two Super Bowls and is in the Hall of Fame conversation only got 124 guaranteed at signing, 161 practical guarantee. Not even Aaron Rodgers is there. So this is, this is again, just to kind of lay the framework for people to understand. The Watson contract is crazy. You explained it. It's why all 31 owners don't like Jimmy Haslam and think he's crazy too because he's, he's caused this issue. And, of course, Steve Bashotti, I'm sure, is the leader of the pack there going, what the hell did that guy do? And then – you know, so there's a lot of things at play here, and you explain the Kirk Cousins things perfectly. The only problem is Lamar, too, it's just more risk in that approach, right, Mike? I mean, we've seen Lamar plays a position unlike anybody we've ever seen ever. It's the second year in a row we didn't see Lamar in the month of December. Lamar, unlike Kirk Cousins, does rely on his legs and things to make himself, you know, who he is. Kirk Cousins, that's not part of the package. So it, the risk wasn't as great for him. That's where we want Lamar to be careful here. And I, I just – I don't know where this is going to go, Mike. I, I really don't. I mean, I just – like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets traded here sometimes in the offseason. I, I kind of feel like it's going that way. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And this whole $133 million full guarantee, and again, it's been reported three different times by ESPN without adding the context that we have taken great pains to add. And it's unfortunate. It's dishonest to the audience – Frankly, I'm pissing everybody off today. Well, it's been a week, so what the hell? Let's do it. It's dishonest to the audience to not go the rest of the way. It's disingenuous. It's it's not it's not in keeping with the facts. Should we not care about what the facts are? What is fully guaranteed at signing is just part of the piece. And you laid it out. The practical guarantee is what's important. What are you really going to make? Even if it's not fully guaranteed at signing, you're still going to make it because they're not going to take that massive cap hit to cut you or trade you. They're not going to cut you after one year and committing to $133 million. 
You're going to be around for year two. You're probably going to be around for year three. I mean, we're talking about it with Russell Wilson now. The Broncos would love to tear up that contract and get out of it. <laughs> They're stuck. They're stuck because of the rolling guarantee and the idea that the cap charge makes it impossible to move on. Those are all relevant factors. So until we see the whole contract, and, and let's just put out the whole contract, NFLPA, instead of calling Mort or Ryan Clark or Stephen A. Smith and saying, oh, you know, they only gave him $133 million guarantee. They're really trying to screw this guy. Put everything out there for a full analysis. I'm happy to do the full analysis and explain to everyone what it is and let the people decide whether or not Lamar Jackson should have taken it. I got a feeling, Chris, if everything was out there, at a time when we can't agree on anything, the vast majority of people would say, oh, Lamar. Oh, Lamar, you better hope they put that back on the table this year. Because, frankly, after last year, I'm not 100% sure that offer is going to come back uh, I, if it's what I think it was. I would, I would worry about that. I think that's the other factor we're going to talk about here. I mean, it, it's known that you know his decision and not only the injury concern throughout the organization, but you know the fact that it, it looked by all due appearances that he didn't want to risk going out there late in the year where I think you know you, you talk to people around the league, they feel like there was a chance to do that. Or at least maybe more effort could have I been. Don't fault him. Oh, I, I don't fault him, him either. either. I hear he doesn't you. have his financial security. I understand that. Now, if you have an agent, he need, that, that's another example if you have an agent. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I yeah, want to make this right. point. If you have an agent, that agent could have been out there running interference. We made that point as it was happening. The agent could have been calling up the people who were calling out Lamar Jackson for not playing and saying, look, look, you got to understand, he doesn't have his contract yet. He's not 100%. He's not putting himself at risk for a team that is yet to give him the financial security he has earned. That's why he's not playing. But right. you don't have anybody to do that for you and push back against the people who were calling him out. No, continue. no. And, and, Mike, you bring a very good point. But what I would counter to that is part of that problem is him, too. So that, that's where it doesn't hold as much water maybe in years past where you go, wait, that guy didn't get paid. You know, the, the team looked at that and go, wait, we've heard through the organization it's the greatest contract ever except for one guy. So that they're going, wait, it's, it's, I don't know why, why he won't take that. So he's not going to get a lot of like, you know, what I'm. that's what I was trying to get at is he's not going to get a lot of like love or like, oh man, shucks, Lamar's getting screwed over in the locker room. And, you know, the NFL community, you things, things you hear is, yeah, I think it rubs some people the wrong way in that locker room. And, again, I'm not sitting here. To, I don't know. I'm just saying those are the things you hear out there. And you know me and know I know enough people around to know that that's kind of a thing going around. So, I mean, that, that's it's organization contract. It's where he is in the locker room right now. You know, it's, a, it's worry about the future and what he's going to be. You know, as he gets older, he's getting banged up. He's not as fast anymore. We just talked about the number one running quarterback in football is Justin Fields now. It is no longer Lamar Jackson. He's still amazing. And those are all reasons I worry for Lamar, and I hope he can get something done sooner rather than later. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait but marines will always be there they are the constant in the chaos no matter the battlefield marines adapt to win defeating every shifting threat protecting our nation's future the few the proud the marines do you want a beautiful lawn 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. And this is what was odd on Friday. And and look, I don't want to start anything again with Stephen A. Smith. He's the king of the business, and I give him all the respect that he has earned over the years. But he got on first take, and he said that someone from Lamar's camp called him on Thursday and said Lamar has never demanded a fully guaranteed contract from the Ravens. And I was like, what? Like, it's just a given that he wants a fully guaranteed contract. I went back and found a conversation between Ryan Clark, who was in that discussion, and Demora Smith, the NFLPA executive director from just a few weeks ago, where it was clear from the context of the conversation and the things Demora Smith said that the union was working on Lamar Jackson's behalf to get him a fully guaranteed contract because they want to create this chain of fully guaranteed contracts. There's a collusion grievance that was filed during the season against the owners for refusing to give certain quarterbacks fully guaranteed contracts. And Lamar Jackson is a number one example of guy who's trying to get fully guaranteed contract and can't get one. And then I found the item from September 11, 2022, the week one Sunday splash report co-authored by Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen of Stephen A. Smith's network. Sources told ESPN the Ravens also balked at Jackson's wish for a deal that was fully guaranteed at signing. So, I, look, I and see that that's that's the the danger in this business. You know, we we go on the air with the caveat that somebody called me and told me something. Well, that's fine. Just because somebody picked you and chose you and called you and told you doesn't mean you have to to just say it like it's true. You know, I I, I watched the clip. Stephen A. had all the caveats. Like, I don't mean to disrespect any of the great reporters here at ESPN. Well, you know what? You're not disrespecting. You're contradicting. And there's a good chance you're wrong and they're right. Well, I, because it's been a given for months that's what Lamar Jackson wants. For months. Right. I don't understand why it's changing now. And it makes me think, it makes me think that if this truly was someone close to Lamar that said it, Chris, maybe it's a sign that there's a crack in the foundation in this position that he's taken. And maybe there's a chance that the ice is going to thaw a little bit at the 11th hour of the negotiations with the Ravens. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, by all due accounts, hope, hopefully for his sake. I mean, again, I, I, I want to make that clear. I'm rooting for Lamar to get paid. I am. I just don't know if the guaranteed contract thing is realistic. And I understand that. And putting myself in the shoes of a team, a GM, an owner, and all that, I don't think it's realistic. You know, the Browns went down Idiotville last year, and they screwed themselves. <laughs> Sorry. That's what happened. So now they're stuck with it. Okay. 
But that doesn't mean everybody else gets that from there on out. Please and, direct. Browns, yeah. please direct all yeah. complaints to Christopher <laughs> to uh, That's right. But, yeah, by, by all due accounts, too, and, and Stephen A. is the man. You're right. I got tremendous respect for him. But he's not necessarily connected in the NFL. That's not his main thing either. I know he's got connections everywhere, but you know there's there's other sports I think he's more connected in, and there's other people at that network when it comes to NFL news that yeah I would listen to, and yeah there's too many people there that are in the know that have led us to believe. Let alone you and I have contacts around the league that have led us to believe that Lamar, there's no doubt about it, wants the wanted the guaranteed contract, and maybe to your point there, hopefully he's softening that a little bit, and maybe that's what he was doing to maybe save some face in the you know the 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 public forum there that's the only way to explain it that's the only way to reconcile unless there was a miscommunication during the phone call that Stephen a got that maybe there's some softening some acknowledgement that this was a mistake and there's another path that needs to be followed as we get closer and closer to decision time and decision time now is going to be whether the Ravens go $32.4 million non-exclusive or $45 million, that's what he's going to get for one more year if he refuses to do that long-term deal. And it may be an acknowledgment by Lamar that if they go non-exclusive tag and give him an invitation to go out to the market and see what the Falcons would do, what the Panthers would do, maybe the commanders are lurking in the weeds. That kind of dawned on me last week, Chris. The idea that Ron Rivera is so open with the fact that they're going forward with Sam Howell as QB1, are they waiting for Lamar Jackson to be available, and then they'll say, "Well, when we when hey, when we said that, we never had any idea the Ravens would give Lamar Jackson a shot at the market." Yeah, we're going to pursue Lamar Jackson, but when somebody does that, are they going to show up with a five-year fully guaranteed contract? I know there are people out there who think that that you know, hey, I, and I agree, all it takes is one team. That one team will do it. I'm I look at what happened to the Browns last year, and I wonder, you know, if you're going to be that team that does it, you better be ready to take the flack behind the scenes when you go to the Biltmore in Arizona for the league meetings in late March. You better be ready to get the cold shoulder. You better be ready to spend a few months as persona non grata because we know, and we know the collusion happens. Yeah, it's wrong. Of they shouldn't do it, but they do it. They, obviously, they do it. Good luck proving it, but they do it. And that one team that does it had better be ready to spend a period of time being on the wrong end of that 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 vibe that they're going to get and maybe stronger than a vibe from the other owners that they did something that makes it harder for the rest of them to do business. Yeah, the the owners don't want this. I understand that. And I think, hey, listen, we're making a lot of money in the sport. Things are going in the right direction. Guys are getting paid big time. Everything's going in the right direction. Total guaranteed of contracts. Uh, It's not happening yet. It's not happening. Maybe it'll happen one day, and that'll be great, you know? But but it's not going to happen right now, and the NFL owners are going to fight against that. I mean, the the rules are, yeah, they're protecting the quarterbacks. We know that. Quarterbacks can play longer. It's still dangerous to offer guaranteed contracts to guys. I mean, yeah, you know, there's there's big injuries every year. Ask Tua. You know, ask those guys. Oh, hey, we gave you a guaranteed contract. Oh, wait, we're, we have a concussion problem now? Oh, no, so we're on the hook for three more years of, you know, $70 million? Oh, great. You can't play anymore. That's just crazy. It's a it's a crazy sport. Things are going in the right direction. the the Watson The Watson contract is not the normal. It's not, and uh, that's where I think everything's been messed up here for Lamar Jackson and his camp. From time to time, there'll be a push, and usually it happens around NBA free agency, where. 
people will say, but it happens in other pockets, and and I've noticed it come up more and more often. This 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 cry for fully guaranteed contracts for all NFL players. And if that ever happens, there will be two very significant realities that people aren't considering. Number one, there will never be a contract longer than three years. And most will be one or two years. If all of a sudden there was an agreement between the league and the union that all contracts would be fully guaranteed, you're going to have shorter term deals. You're going to have guys who have less overall security and they're going to be in a position sooner than later. where They have to pack up and move to another city. And that's that's fine. You just have to accept that that's what's going to happen. The contracts will be shorter term. I don't know that's good for the sport to have even more player movement than we already have because you want fans to feel connected to the players. You want them to buy the jerseys. You want the players to be with the teams for more than a year or two. Secondly, Chris, what you get into is the point you just made. You've got a star player who isn't playing but is getting paid. So you know what happens? Somebody else is out there playing. Somebody else is out there generating the yardage, taking the risks, scoring the touchdowns, and there's less money for the guys who are actually getting it done because the guy who's gotten the huge guaranteed contract isn't doing anything to add to the effort on the field. That's not fair to the guys who get stuck playing for a hell of a lot less money than they could be making or should be making because the salary cap is skewed in the direction of the guy who's not playing. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I, you know, Again, I, I think we're on the right track here. I don't know if total guarantees are ever going to be a thing in the NFL. It's the most brutal sport in, in the world. I mean, I know there's some other ones that are probably, you know, UFC or whatever, but team sport, it's the most brutal sport in the world. It's guaranteed contracts, I have a hard time. And I will say, too, the fact that there's not guaranteed contracts, I think, are a big reason why the sport's great. It's one of the big reasons that we talk about and we see upsets with teams where we go, wait, this team stinks. They're beating the number three seed in the playoffs here in week 16 or week 17 because there's guys on the field, Mike, that we always talk about. They're going, wait, I'm free next year, or I got one year left on my deal, and it's not guaranteed, so I got to play good. The, the camera's still on me. The film's still on me. I got to – and those are things that make the sport great from that sense. And I think those are some of the things people take for granted about football and don't, and, you know, don't realize maybe what's not – so great about the M- MLB or, or NBA at the end of the year is because that's not a thing. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't expect it anytime soon, well, I think is what we're saying here. And the salary cap's been around for 30 years, and it works because it does keep the talent level relatively similar. I remember back in the 70s, you would have these games. It felt like every other week there'd be, you know, 53 to 10. You just had a huge disparity in the talent. There were the great teams. There were the bad teams. And, you know, there was a cut in the middle. Now it feels more compressed, even though the Chiefs have – and that's why it makes it so significant when a team like the Chiefs win two Super Bowls in a three-year stretch because it's harder than ever. Look at what they had to do to get to the Super Bowl. Look at what they had to do to win the Super Bowl. You don't have dominant teams. You don't have these blowouts anymore. And the salary cap works. And if you start guaranteeing every contract, it's going to skew things. You know, if, if you're talking about anything more than a one- or a two-year deal, and that's going to have other effects as well. It's just something you need to think through. It's easy to just say, oh, let's make all contracts fully guaranteed. It's tougher to pull off, and it would have unintended consequences that would hurt the sport and hurt our enjoyment of it and hurt the competitiveness of it. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, We didn't quite make it a full hour, but we came pretty close for our first segment back after a week off. We'll have plenty more PFT Live to come, and we'll be back with that right after this.
Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.